to talk to you about a king worth seeking. You know, I believe all of us are seeking something. Most of us throughout times in our life seek different things. There's a time in our life when we're young and we're in school and we see people organizing into all kinds of social groups and we're seeking to be accepted. There's times in our life when we're seeking to be accomplished. There's other times in our life when many of us go seeking after material gain. We seek all kinds of things. The passage we're looking at today in Matthew chapter 2 tells us about a group of wise men that went seeking after Jesus. Do you know that the Bible says that the stories of people's lives are given in Scripture for our example? For our example. The reason the Bible tells us so much about the history of ancient Israel and the early church. It's not to educate us about history. It's to give us an example. And some people's lives are laid out before us with all their mistakes so that we might see what not to do. And other people, we see their shining moments of faith and obedience so that we might know how to respond. And as we look at the story that the Bible tells us about these wise men, we see how they came and they encountered Herod, and then Herod sought the scribes to get information. And these three groups of people, they represent very different ways to live, very different backgrounds. Very different responses to Jesus. Some were given so that we might know how to respond and follow, and others were given to us that we might see the danger of ignoring what we know about Jesus. So today as we read the passage of the wise men, the passage that for most of us growing up in church is extremely familiar. I want to encourage you today just to reflect on this passage for a moment and ask yourself the question, who am I in that passage? Matthew chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Would you just join me in standing as we read this together? Matthew chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, the Bible says, Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, and search diligently for the child. 
And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them and until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then offering their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Let's pray together. Father, I pray this morning that you'll help us to overcome our familiarity with this passage. And I pray that you'd speak to us afresh about seeking your son and being filled with joy when we find him. Like the wise men, may we offer him our best and worship him. For it's in Christ that we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, three different groups of people. The first one is the wise men. And when the wise men heard about Jesus, they went seeking him to worship him. They went seeking him to worship him. When we think about Jesus, there's really no sacrifice that is, that is just too great, too great. I've been leading churches for, for a long, long time now. I, I'm in my third decade of doing this. And one of the things that is so frustrating about the church is people's constant focus on comfort, ease, and convenience. We're always concerned about whether everything is just how we like it, just the right temperature, seat just the right way, meaning at just the right time. And we lose, seem to lose focus to the fact that God that created us, even when, though he knew when he created us that we would sin and rebel against him, sacrificed his only son so that we might be forgiven and saved. And we've come together to worship him. And when we begin to understand this, there's really no sacrifice that is too great for the Lord. The wise men says that they, they came from the east. The Bible doesn't name the country but we know from the time frame of Herod asking when they saw the star and seeking to, to kill the children that were two and under. The Bible says that when they went in and found Mary, they didn't find a, a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, but they found a child. The Bible seems to, to imply that this country was a long ways off. And yet they traveled this great distance not even knowing where they were going or who they were seeking, but yet they saw a star and they knew that there was someone worth worshiping. And so they went to great effort to go and to find him. By contrast, today people make great effort to make excuses and explain why they don't go to church and why they don't need to be here and why they can worship at home and why everything in the church is simply wrong. The wise men traveled a great distance 
in order to worship and seek Jesus. We think about what they knew. The wise men knew very little, but they responded to what little they knew. They didn't know where Jesus was. That's why they went to Herod, hoping that he would know. They didn't know his name. But they simply saw a sign. And when God gave them the sign of this star in the sky, with what little they knew, they went seeking him in order to worship him. The Bible tells us about a man named Nathaniel. Nathaniel was a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. When he first heard about Jesus, Philip was the one who went and told Nathaniel about, about Jesus. And Nathaniel's the one that said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And the Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 47, how Nathaniel actually met Jesus. It says, Jesus saw Nathaniel coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathaniel said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. And Jesus answered him, Because I said I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. Nathanael knew very little. Philip said, we found the Messiah. Nathaniel said, I doubt it. And Jesus simply told Nathaniel where he'd been sitting and studying prior to walking up. And with just that little sign, it was enough for Nathaniel to believe. You see, what we need today is not more information. What we need today is more faith. The people all throughout the city today, they'll have no desire to worship our Lord. It's not because they do not know or have never heard. It is because they do not believe the wise men when they heard about Jesus they went seeking him to worship him when Herod heard about Jesus he was he was troubled the problem with Herod was not that he didn't believe the problem was he believed and didn't like what he knew the Bible describes Herod's response in beginning in verse 3 it says, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. The problem with Herod was, it was not the amount of information that he had. He had access to far more information than the wise men. The problem was his, was his heart. 
Jesus once told a parable, a parable that described the different conditions of people's hearts. The Lord teaches us in this parable that the reason people respond differently is because of their own heart. Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 8 tells us when Jesus preached and he shared the parable of the sower. And it says, And when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock. As it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And he said these things. He called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus took what was very familiar in the first century, the process by which they would sow seeds by casting them. When I was uh, growing up, we used to re-sow the, the pasture, and we had this little hand spreader. You wear a bag and a strap and you fill it full of seed and you turn a crank and it sends a little spinner out. And in East Tennessee, there's all kinds of limestone that protrudes up out of the ground surfaces. And I can remember going through the field and turning that, that spreader and seeing the seed broadcast. Watching some of it land on that limestone rock where it had no means to take root and come up. The problem was not in the seed. The problem was in the surface. The problem that Herod had was his own human heart. The wise men heard and they longed to worship. But Herod heard and he was greatly troubled. I don't know if you know much about the history of, of Herod. Herod was a very accomplished man. He was called Herod the Great because he was a great builder. Many of the things that Herod built today or still exist today. You can go to, to Caesarea by the sea and see where Herod uh, built that great area. You can go to Ma Masada and see Herod's summer palace. It still stands, part of it still stands to this day. Herod greatly impressed the Romans. So he was so successful in both construction and keeping order that they allowed him a little bit of free reign that they didn't allow other subjects reigning under them. But Herod was also a very cruel man. He had no value for human life. He was suspicious 
of everyone. He murdered so many people in his own family that the emperor of Rome once made a little quib with a play on words. You see, the word pig and son are very close in Greek. And the emperor of Rome once said about Herod, who, by the way, was a, a Jew, he said it's safer to be Herod's pig than Herod's son. That's the kind of person that, that Herod was. The problem with Herod was his heart. When he heard that Jesus had been born, the king of the Jews, it greatly troubled him. Rome had given Herod the title king of the Jews. And he feared that Jesus might take his place. Many people today have really the same fear that Herod has. They're afraid that Jesus will take over their life and change them into something they don't want to be or keep them from doing something that they want to do. He'll redirect their life and change their pursuits. And they're absolutely correct about that. The part that they miss is that what Jesus wants to give them is greater than anything that he'll ask them to leave behind. The wise men heard about Jesus and they came to worship him. Herod, when he heard about Jesus, he was troubled. But when the scribes heard about Jesus, they didn't seem to care. Herod called the scribes together and he inquired of them when the child would be born. And the Bible tells us in verse 5 and 6, they told him in Bethlehem of Judea. For so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. It's amazing to me that people who knew the scripture so well that when Herod brought them in and simply asked where Jesus would be born, they immediately knew where and why, and they quoted to him the scripture from the Old Testament. It says, for so it is written by the prophet. You see, they knew the Old Testament prophecy and they saw it fulfilled, but they did not go to seek Jesus. We don't read anything in scripture about the scribes going to Bethlehem. It was only the wise men who went. And these scribes, I don't know where they were later in the earthly ministry of Jesus, 30 years later, perhaps they had died, perhaps Herod killed them. He killed many people. But we don't find anyone coming forward in the early ministry of Jesus to speak about this prophecy or to talk about why the Messiah came from Bethlehem. They knew the scripture, but they didn't seem to care. Do you know that the Bible tells us that there are degrees of reward and degrees of punishment? 
hell will not be the same for everyone, nor will heaven. And so Jesus tells us in Luke chapter 12, verses 47 through 48, as part of a parable and teaching, he says, And that servant who knew his master's will but did not get ready or act according to his will will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much was given, of him much will be required. And from him to whom they've entrusted much, they will demand the more. Jesus taught us that not everyone has been given the same amount of information and opportunity. And every person is held accountable for what they have been given. Any time that we begin to speak about the judgment of God, the gospel, missions, it's inevitable someone brings up the same question we've been asked over and over and over again. What about the person who has never heard? And yet the Bible teaches us in Romans chapter 1 that everyone can look at creation and know there is a creator. There may be those who have never heard the name of Jesus, but there is no one who has never heard. My friend, you and I don't live in a distant jungle. You and I did not grow up in the midst of a slum of a third world country. We have lived our life in the United States of America. Many of us, all our lives, right here in Kentucky, we have been surrounded by the gospel. We've been surrounded by God's word. We've heard song after song and sermon after sermon. And you and I don't need to be worried about the person who has never heard. You and I need to be worried about the person who has heard so much. The scribes knew the Old Testament prophecy, but did not go to seek him or to worship him. Three groups of people. The wise men who, by the way, were almost certainly not Jews. They were from a distant country from the east. And yet they were the ones who, when they saw the sign, they came and they worshiped him. Herod, who had every resource of the government at his disposal, every opportunity to worship and serve the Lord Jesus. But when he heard, instead he devised a plan to try to seek him out and kill him. The scribes knew that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. But when wise men came reporting that they saw a star and had come to worship him, they didn't even go to investigate. The Bible tells us in chapter 2, verse 7, Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them the 
time that the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. For when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. Herod said all the right things for all the wrong reasons. We see in Herod's response so many people today who say what they know is expected of them, who say what they know church people expect and desire to hear from them. But the problem is not their words. The problem is their heart. As Jesus described these different soils, the hard soil, the beaten path, the rocky soil with just the shallow ground upon it, the thorny soil that choked out the word. It was only the wise men who had the good soil that received the seed and brought forth a harvest. Herod pretended to worship, but in his heart he devised a plan. The problem of being so cunning and crafty is that God knows the very intentions of our heart. You and I may have the ability to fool our friends and even perhaps our family, but we will never fool the Lord. And the Bible says that one day we stand before him naked and exposed. And that doesn't have anything to do with clothing. It means that we won't have anything to hide the intentions and the motives of our heart. Herod said the right things, but for the wrong reasons. Verse 9 says, And after listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. The wise men believed, so they went on a mission seeking. When they found Jesus, they, they worshipped him. And even though apparently they believed Herod's story that he wanted to worship the child too, when God spoke to them through a dream, they listened to the Lord and they followed him as they took a different path to avoid Herod going back to their country. Friend, the reason the Bible tells us about this is not so that we would simply have a story to tell at Christmas it's not simply so that we would have a program for the children to put on. The reason the Bible tells us about the wise men and Herod and the scribes is so that we might examine our own heart. So we might ask ourselves, what are we truly seeking? We need to be careful that we don't become like Herod who claimed to be seeking Jesus 
but yet was only seeking himself. But we also need to be careful that we don't become like the scribes. The scribes who knew the Bible were inside and out and yet didn't follow it. Yet these foreigners, the wise men, these foreigners from another country, they were the ones who believed and who sought and who worshiped. The Bible in one of the gospels would describe the reception of Jesus this way. He came to his own, but his own received him not. But to all who did receive him, he gave the right to become children of God. May we claim that right this Christmas and believe and trust and worship in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Father, we give thanks today for those wise men who believed and sought your son. And Father, we pray. We pray for our community. We see so much drug abuse and violence. Lord, we see so much corruption and perversion and hatred. We see children that are simply not cared for. We see children that are abused. Lord, I pray today that you change the hearts of those people and that, Lord, that you would change our heart. May we worship you and draw others to desire to worship you as well. For it's in Christ that we pray. Amen. The story of Jesus doesn't end at Christmas. Jesus would go on to live a very public ministry. He preached to thousands. And he preached a message of belief and repentance. Jesus preached that we should repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. That message is as true today as it was when Jesus first preached it. And when he died on the cross, pain for your sin and my sin He then conquered death as he rose from the dead, giving us the hope of future resurrection. And the Bible tells us that today he sits on a throne at the right hand of the Father. We're gathered here today to worship him and we await his return. For the Bible says that as surely as we saw him ascend into heaven, speaking of his disciples, that we'll one day see him come again in the same way. And so I want to ask you today, are you like the scribes? Do you know the Bible and the message 
Perhaps you could have delivered this message as well as I did today. Knowledge will not save you. Only responding in faith and obedience will save you. Maybe you're like Herod. You've said all the right things. But in your heart, you've had no desire to worship God. I want to encourage you today to be like the wise men. They saw a star. They knew God had given them a sign. And immediately they saw it after that sign. Of all the people in this chapter of Scripture, they perhaps knew the least about Jesus. They were not Jews. They did not know the Scripture. But when God revealed himself to them, they believed and they responded. And I expect of all the people described here, they were the only ones that became right with God. So today as we sing, I want to invite you to respond to the Lord Jesus. May we set aside everything that is between us and him and that is weighting us down. And let's pursue him with all of our heart. Today, if you need somebody to pray with you, that's why I'll be standing at the front. You're always welcome to come and kneel at the altar and pray, or you can make your decision right there where you sit. But decide. Decide today. Decide where you are with God. Let's make our decision as we sing. Let's stand together.